Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Our first scripture reading is from the book of Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who have lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing blunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Please stand as you are able for our reading from the Gospel of Luke. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who were lying in the manger. 
When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. You may be seated. I want to remind you tonight that, uh, that we worship in this space. We worship both in person in this space as well as online. There are others joining us from all around our community, all around our state, all around our nation. There are people from all kinds of different states that are, that are joining in in worship with us tonight. And so one of the things that I do want to do is I want to give a reminder for all of those that are watching online that, that we will be celebrating communion tonight. And if you have a way of, of going and, and getting some bread and juice, or I guess this would be the time, as I usually say, that, that if you wanted to have wine with communion, this would be the night, uh, that you would have those ready, uh, for at the end of the message, we will transition into Holy Communion, and so that you will be able to celebrate communion with all of us here in this room. Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, we come striving to hear your word. We want to hear a message for us tonight, a message of hope, grace, and love in, in light of this wonderful season that we have anticipated and we have waited expectantly for this night. And here we are, gathered together, longing for that message. And so God, I ask that you would speak to us tonight, that your spirit would, would dwell within us so that we may truly hear your words for us, a message for us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So as you came in tonight, as you entered into this sacred space tonight, you entered into darkness. Darkness only lighted by a few candles to guide your way. And these lights guided you not only into the sanctuary, but also up until your eyes saw this altar that was also filled with light. And for so many worshiping from home tonight, you might have experienced the same with some of the images that you, that you saw on your screen. I wonder at times how darkness affects, how darkness affects us. How darkness affects our emotions, our actions, our beliefs. Darkness is all around us, is it not? And there are times when I feel it pushing in on us at times. The darkness is there. Do you feel it as well? Do you feel that darkness I mean, it's, it's no wonder that, that when asked a bunch of kids uh, what is the thing that they are most afraid of, one of those top answers is the fear of the dark. I 
I remember the house that we lived in when my daughter Jessica was, uh, was born. And her bedroom was in the middle of the house. Now, this was a house that, that as it was built, it was really a two-bedroom house that got transferred into a three-bedroom house. So her bedroom really wasn't a bedroom at all because there was another room added onto the back of the house. And the reason we know this is because there were no windows in her bedroom. And so when you close the doors, you remember this, Jessica, you close the doors and shut off the lights, could you see anything? No, she's saying, no. <laughs> Dark. The only light was actually the light that would creep in underneath the door jamb. And that wasn't very much. She would always want to have night lights. Night lights on so that she could see and not be afraid. Not sure how much fear that took away from the other fears, but at least it wasn't completely dark anymore. I wonder how many of you had night lights as you grew up. Now, I won't ask for hands, but, but how many of you still have them? <laughs> By laughter, I know that I don't have to ask for hands. <laughs> maybe we grow out of our fear of the dark, but then again, maybe, maybe we don't. It just might be a different darkness that we've become afraid of. The darkness of the heart, the darkness in this world, is a real thing. But thankfully, we know a cure. This night, we celebrate the birth of a little child who will bring the light into all of our hearts. It is a light that will consume the darkness. One of the many things that I like about the, the Christmas season is all of the lights. All of the Christmas lights on all of the houses, and I'm, I'm reminded of somebody close to me who decided that the best way to do a Christmas light decoration would to be put one half of a strand up on a house and a big Grinch pulling the other lights down. <laughs> Makes perfect sense, especially after we went through that whole Grinch series. Yeah. But I mean, people decorate their homes with beautifully colored lights. And some, like close to my house, even dance to the music. And this is especially magical when coupled with, and I'm sorry to say this, but a fresh fallen snow. Now, I know that, that I still have hopes, and you probably do as well, of, of having a white Christmas and having this light snow falling down. And I do believe that we will have that snowfall at some point. Just not sure exactly when. But then we can feel the, the crunch of the snow beneath our feet and gazing at all of the lights within our neighborhoods and in our communities. So here's what comes to mind when, when I think of all those decorations. The many lights on the houses do something. They dispel the darkness. It's no longer that dark with all of those lights. But then again, maybe that's the purpose. Maybe that's the purpose is to not only pierce the darkness, but also to point to the true light of the world. 
Isaiah spoke about this from his passage tonight when he said, the people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Seen a great light. The lights on the houses are witnessing to us all about this season. Reminding us of the story that we just heard. Telling us that we are ever so close. Ever so close. To Christmas. And then there's another passage. Luke 1, 76 through 79. And this is Zechariah. Speaking of his son who will be John the Baptist. Will be John the Baptist. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him. To give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. And so let us really let the meaning of this season set in on us. Jesus Christ is born into this world of darkness as light to all living in the shadow of death all walking along the paths full of shadows and darkness. Jesus has come. Jesus has come to bring light to our world, to guide us, and to illuminate God's plan for this world. Jesus has come to bring hope, hope to this broken world. Now, let's not think that this is just a a warm and, and fuzzy feeling. Certainly it is nice to have light around when everything is dark around us. When we're not sure of which way to go or or what maybe lies ahead of us. But think of it this way. When you hold a candle up, and you're going to hold candles up tonight, when you hold that candle up later on tonight, where does it shed light? Does it just show the things in front of the flame? Is this light only shining in one direction? No. The light from a candle flame shines equally in all directions, all around. Zechariah's words remind us that Jesus has come to shine his light on all those living in darkness and in the shadow of death. He has come to shine his light into our lives, guiding our path. But as Scrooge learned in Dickens' classic story, A Christmas Carol, the light shines equally into our past. This is not to shame us or or discipline us. It is to redeem everything that is in the past. If there are things that we don't want God to see and therefore don't want to offer them to him, we like to do that, they will remain unredeemed. They will continue to haunt us. That is, until we give them over this child, to Jesus. But you must see that this is exactly the reason why we celebrate this Christmas season. God sent his son to be light into this world, and in doing so, Jesus has passed his light on to us when he asks us to follow him. And then we become light to all of those around us. 
Ephesians 5, 8 reminds us of this. For you were once darkness, but now you are light. You are the light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. This light has been given to us as one that we reflect back into the world. Maybe we think that our lights can't make that big of a difference. That we can't make that big of a difference. But together, we can do great things. Together, we can do great things. There's a scene in, uh, in one of, another one of my favorite movies. I'll just keep calling all of my movie, the f- movies my favorites. Uh, and you probably never thought that you would come to a Christmas Eve worship service and, and see a clip from a Harry Potter movie. But I want to show you a little clip of this because in this spot, and for those of you who are looking, to, I mean, I think we're far enough ahead that I don't have to worry about spoilers. Uh, but... Uh, in this scene, this is right after Dumbledore passes away. And everybody is gathered around him. And this image of darkness appears in the clouds and it's ready to swallow them up. The darkness is real. And it was coming for them. However, one person is brave enough to lift a light to the heavens. And everyone else followed So if you want to go and show that clip. One by one, the lights come. One by one, the lights grow in number. And one by one, the lights dispel the darkness. This is a message of hope. This is the promise that God gives to us that that we are the reflection of the light of Christ. And that light dispels the darkness. And so as, after we celebrate communion together, we're going to have that opportunity to share a light with each other and to dispel the darkness. Because following communion, we will once again extinguish the lights and then we will slowly light our candles, bringing the light up in the world so that we can share it with all of those around us. You remember the wonderful little song, the kid's song that, you know, let the, this little light of mine, you're not going to hide it, you're not going to blow it out, but you're going to let it shine for all to see. Christ the So as we, before, before the lights even come back on, as, as you have been singing and you look around the circle at all the faces that are lit by those candles, that each and every one of them, each and every one of you are a child of God.
with the light residing within them. It resides within you. And it always will. And so as we remember that this season, this Christmas Eve night, and we remember that birth of that child, even though we may extinguish these candles, let the light never be extinguished within us. That as you go forth from this place, that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen.